Shut up and sit down. This is the Muscle and the Hustle Podcast. I reckon that's it now. Mickey can always cut this, but if he's unsure, or he can leave it in, whatever he wants. Right, so welcome to another episode of the Muscle and the Hustle Podcast. Uh, today, we don't have Mickey, thank fuck, but we do have Conliffe, which is a great substitute. And if this goes well, you never know, we could end up swapping Mickey out completely. This could go very, very well, I think. Uh, Conliffe, how are you? Not too bad, Tony. How are you doing? Yeah, yeah, all's good. Uh, I'm sure a lot of my, uh, I'm sure a lot of the people that listen to this do know who you are. Me and you be on contact quite a lot over Instagram, sharing stories back and forth. But I, I don't love the idea of like tell people who you are. But in some sort of sense, I'm sure for the people that aren't listening, going, who the fuck's this? Give people a bit of a breakdown if you can. <laughs> uh, uh, that's a tough enough question. Uh, no, <laughs> I mean, um, <laughs> fuck, starting off with who you are. Uh, yeah, my name's Colin. I own a gym, Cajun personal training gym, uh, just outside Lurgan. And I've been in the sort of coaching and personal training game for about four and a half, five years. Uh, and yeah, like that's, that's I suppose, the vehicle for the things that I'm interested in. The things I'm interested in is trying to help people get better. And that's been really the main thing for me. Like, so. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I think you're a cracking coach and you're really in tune. And the main reason we have you on this is definitely, I think, getting people better is the main reason why we sort of agreed that you were coming on here. Because it's not just, like, Conniff's very good and sort of diving into, like, why we've got him on here. It's not so we can be like, oh, we're going to talk about macros and coaching. We're just going to dive into mindset because that's probably what Conniff's best at, to be honest. And me and him bounce back and forth quite a lot on this, go through our thought process. And see, sometimes when we're having conversations, I sort of be like, fuck I wish whenever I was younger or I wish if I wasn't here that I was a fly in the room because there's real value in this. So I was like, the best way to do this is just to record this because I was like, then you could share it. Because uh, a lot of his thought process is obviously good for business because he's very in tune there, but a lot of it's good for, like, I know this sounds a bit odd, but not even just becoming a mom, but grow, growing up a wee bit, if that makes sense. Not like in like the, you need, need to stop being a Peter Pan, but in the case of getting your mindset right for making that shift from like, be it, like being a victim, like just really taking ownership for who you are as a person and making yourself better. And I think that that sort of outlines not just what Kaizen is. It's a case of Kaizen's like, uh, what's, what's the word Kaizen mean again? So Kaizen's a Japanese philosophy of continuous and gradual improvement. Uh, I studied aerospace engineering at university, fucking hated it with a passion. Uh, and on my placement, you know, the, the manufacturing company I was working for did Kaizen engineering where they took big massive like processes and took like one tiny segment of it and tried to make it go from 30 seconds to 25 seconds and then the ones that was sort of pick something else and I just thought like I hate fucking engineering but like Jesus that's such a good way to look at approaching improving your like lifestyle or improving your health improving your fitness like take one wee thing and sort of out and then pick something else and sort it out and like that compounded over sort of like three five ten years is massive so I just thought it was a it was an unbelievable word I was actually I sort of stumbled like I was like oh that's kind of a good word and the longer it goes on I was like Fuck, I was so stupid and naive to the fact that just how good of a word that was, the amaze about what I want to actually do. Yeah, no, I, I think that's on the money because, like, 
as much as you you probably know that like that's the perfect word for the way we're going to talk about today it's just sort of like gradual it's like almost like marginal gains really isn't it that's sort of yeah 100 and how did you how did you know that like engineering wasn't for you then because i'm sure there's a lot of people listening to this that don't know what they're doing do you know what i mean I'm exactly, hey, I'm uh, like, I don't even know if coaching's for me at times. Like <laughs> you do, you you're you're on every yeah. sure. So yeah, how did you know engineering wasn't for you? That's probably a good question. It, I always like I think I always to be chatting to people and they're like, oh, like you're lucky, like you found that thing that you really love to do. And I was like, I didn't actually know what I wanted to do. I just realized when I was doing engineering, I was like, this isn't for me. Like there could be, I don't know what it is, but this isn't it. And I was like, right, well, what the fuck is like? What's the point? Uh, I, I don't really like talk about it too much. I always think that people, a lot of people are in that situation, but it'll take a certain amount of pain for them to actually make a change. Yeah. Like it's, and you have to sort of get to this moment where you're just like, oh, fuck this here. Like otherwise it's just easier to just stay where you're at. Like, and, uh, like for me, I was, I done my placement year. I actually like, ex- even though I hated the placement year, I accepted a job to come back. And when I was doing finally year university and then, during final year of university, uh, my younger brother wasn't very well, and he passed away, and that was kind of a catalyst for me. I was like, "Fuck this here! Like you're like you're only here for a short space of time. It's too long. Sorry, it's too short to be fucking about spending forty hours a week doing something that you really just don't have a love for." And I was like, "Right, that's there was there was a few things that came to head at the same time, and I was like, "Right, I don't know what I want to do." But it's not this. And I started talking, I actually started blogging on like the topic of success, like like 22 year old fucking blogging. And like, like, which was the best available thing I had to me at the time to try and express what I was thinking. Uh, and as time went on, and the more I read, the more I talked to people like Connor O'Neill, Lawyer Shop Nutrition, me and him actually lived together in university. And we had, it was, that was like the best thing, one of the best things that ever happened to me because we were consistently having conversations like this and we were yeah. consistently challenging ourselves. And then it just ended up like coaching just sort of clicked with me. I would have coached football and stuff. And I was like, right, well, that's a good way to sort of help people actually in a practical way, as opposed to writing a blog about how you can be successful or whatever like yeah. my attempt was at the time. Coaching people was a practical home one way to say, listen, I can actually try and help people improve their health, lifestyle, their fitness, or how they're feeling in their body. And that was just how it all sort of snowballed. Like, it all it was all very gradual. I think if people think it's sort of set out. Yeah, no, that, that makes that makes sense to me, like 110%. Uh, I think like whenever you break it down and you talk for it there, that does make 100%. It, it's sort of like, see for anybody that's unsure of what they're doing or they're unsure about like, I think find out what you don't like is just as good. Do you know what I mean? Like a case of if you know what you really don't enjoy, then you're also living, you're, you're almost taking away things. It's, that's sort of how, not how I found out, but as you said, like I don't teach in placement, I near a fucking meltdown. So that's how I knew. <laughs> you, know I mean? you have to you have to go through that pain and i think even just talking about that like i don't mean to break like i don't want to like go into that too much but a case of do you think like your brother passing was a very pivotal point for you deciding like that this wasn't for me that you, you realize like life shorter where you already decided on that i'm just curious no no i was that was a pivotal thing for me like yeah. i always say that i wouldn't have the balls to leave engineering other than that situation yeah. Uh, other than that, that, that happening, I would have been like, oh, this is kind of comfortable. It's a safe job. There's good opportunities to like, they get a good, get a good salary and stuff as you progress. And it would never really, like it never really hit me hard. And then I was just like, oh, realistically, like, what, why am I going to spend 40 hours? Because like, I was in placement, like looking out the window, just going, I cannot wait for fucking Friday. Like I cannot wait. Uh, and that's what 
we was sort of myself and Connor, myself and you talk about like I don't feel like I go to work like and as much as as much as like that's maybe an idea. I think sometimes I think that's maybe idealistic to think for that everybody can have that, but I don't yeah. think it's I don't think it's like for anyone that has a little bit of a, a want to like to set their life up that way, then that's really who we're talking to because I think sometimes when we're talking about this sort of shit you can you can fall victim to the thing of like, I wonder am I preaching here? Am I like trying to tell people what to do? It's like it's not but you're trying to talk to people who maybe aren't completely content or want to change something and yeah, that's that, who you're talking to like yeah it's different because people think like oh we're preaching this to everybody it's a case of like one like me and you both have roles in our jobs that we don't like so as much as we don't feel like we're going to work there's definitely stuff you love whether it's sales whether it's marketing whether it's systems whether it's something in the, the hiring people there's something you will not like it's just like every job and that's something that people think like oh if i fall in love with my job i'll love every aspect of it no you won't because although i love coaching like by fuck, I hate messaging just pointless. Do you know what I mean? Like small things that don't make sense. Like yeah. talking about like where like for example, like if if so somebody's messaging me for like maybe the ninth time talking about coming on for coaching, like I have to be polite and I have to reply. But the thing is, like that that's not something I want to do. Like do you know what I mean? I it, and that's just me being straight. Like I I'm not going to talk around yeah. the bush. I'm going to be honest. Like there's small things like that. There's other things I don't really love either. But a case of like, you're never going to find something that there's nothing that you don't like. It's like if you love uh, writing books, I'm sure you don't love fucking going to the book signings. You know, there's certain things like that where you might love that, but not the other. And I think as you're saying there, it's not preaching because like, perfect example, like my sister works nine to five in O'Neill's and she is the happiest person I know. Do you know what I mean? Like really, really content, loves it, loves, and there's nothing wrong with it. That's actually better because sometimes people chase success so much that they make themselves unhappy, I think. And then it's no one that there's more to life than just money, lower fat, Joe as well. Like, so it, it comes down to different, uh, what's, what's probably different, different goals for different people and knowing where you fall into there. So I think, as you said, it, it's, it's nice to think like that you're not preaching and you're just having an open, honest conversation because we're both very not alike, but we do think like similar. Yeah. I think like the, the big thing I sort of said, everybody, like even because a lot of people would chat to me and say, Oh, like I'm thinking about, starting a business or whatever it is and like i'm guilty of like putting a picture of a fucking coffee up at nine o'clock or going for a walk at like 10 o'clock and like my friends being like oh gee like fuck me you have a, like you have a yeah you're, you're fucking sorted like you you you're like i wish you don't really go to work whereas they don't see that like it's a friday night at fucking nine o'clock and you're busting your balls to try and get something sorted because if you don't sort it it's not sorted i just said people like listen it's a trade-off like with yeah, if I was in a full-time job, I'd have probably had maybe three or four holidays, like maybe a good like one or two holidays a year for the last four years. I had like a four-day holiday last year. I haven't fucking made the time to do that sort of shit because I haven't felt comfortable with the business to be in a place for me to walk away from it for even for a fucking week, which is my own thing. Like, but I just said, listen, it's a trade-off. Like, if you like security, if you value security uh, over the opportunity to sort of like what would you say like grow that's like a personality trait like some people are need security because they just they need it like to function and yeah. feel secure and it's if you value that like a full-time job is going to give you that and probably you can find a job that you are fucking class at and you love how to do it's whatever way you want to set your life up the things that you value like if you value freedom which i value then i want i hate people telling me what to do then i'm going to work for myself like i'm yeah. fucking unemployable i couldn't work for anyone else now uh, yeah, no, a hundred percent. I know where you're coming from, this, but a case of like the the holiday thing, I can't believe that. That's a bit mental, lad. But I think, I think as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think 
I had a conversation about this before though. Like I would have been like this the first year or two of coaching or even like firefighting and stuff, whatever you're really dialed in. I don't really believe in balance. Like I don't believe in that. Like personally, like whatever you look at that, like and you're like that there. I'm sort of like that's normal if you're getting a business off the ground. And loads of people hate this when they come on board with me because they're like, I want a really balanced approach. And I'm like, that is fine, right? That is completely fine, balanced approach. But a balanced approach is a slower approach because if you lean into something and you really put your heart and soul in it, it's going to come a lot quicker. Like that's how a result comes. That's how your business grows. But if you're growing a business where you're trying to balance other areas of your life, I think you run out of time and you're going to cut short on something. So like if you have family, relationships, social life, uh, let's say a business, let's say hobbies and let's say something else on the side, like and you're putting all your time into business, something has to give. Like there's no yeah. way everything, as much as like my family life's great, there is times where like for two days, like I am literally in the office and I would love at six o'clock to just clock off and go down. The thing is you're giving up like certain percentages. It's like, who was it? Was it, it was ben, ben or Phil or somebody said this to me. It's like a tap analogy. This is going to be the weird, I have talked to you about the tap analogy. It's hilarious. No, no. It's funny. It doesn't, it doesn't really make sense, but people, people will get a laugh at this. Uh, so like, <laughs> I sound like Forrest Gump whenever I said, I'm glad Mickey's not here for this. I, I don't even know if I've said this before. <laughs> I don't know if I've said this with Mickey before, but it's definitely, this is something that always, always comes back to me and it's because it's so silly, but I've probably went over this in the podcast like five times and people are probably going to go, would you please shut the fuck up about plumbing again? <laughs> and uh, so like if you're in a bath, right, or you're running a bath, probably the better way to say it, and you've got all these different taps and your life is just flowing at 50% all the different taps and the taps are, as I said, like family, social life, uh, business, uh, say for example hobbies say passion says like other things in there as well depending on who you are like everything flows at 50 percent. and if you want to turn any of the taps up 10 or 20 percent, something else has to go down that equal amount because you only have so much time to put in and the, the water is your time so yeah. if you if you want to crank up your business to 100 percent, something else is going off whether it's family to 30 down to 30 percent and social life down to 20 to make up that 50 percent. that is where you go and once you actually think about that it's not a case of sacrificing it's a case of prioritizing because you're the one turning off the taps and see, whenever I got told that, I was like, that's so simple, but that does make sense because you aren't sacrificing. You're the one picking it. So you're prioritizing in my sense. Sacrificing is like when you're hung up on the cross, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Like you're, you're everything. That's the thing. It's everything is a trade off. You decide what you want and you make the decisions based off your priorities. Like if you, if you can only really have like a priority literally like means like one. So you can't have more than one priority, which is weird. It's actually my thing that they mean that word like literally means one. Like an old, I can't remember even what the language is, but like if you have family, yeah. your business, and like that's those are the two. But like really, maybe for this short term business is coming first. I always like talk about this that like realistically, I make time for my family because we're like we're a very close family. Uh, I want I spend majority of my time on the business, like play a bit of football, and like somebody said, like somebody said me something like. Like what about like I'm fucking twenty seven and he's like where's like you're not you're not getting thinking about like having a girlfriend I'm like Jesus like where would I get a girlfriend in my life now which is a bad thing too like because you're like I'm like look at him go Jesus like I got up there and I was like flat out I was doing this I was doing that there I was all there and I'm like where do I slot in like as you say like uh like I like, like a quality relationship with someone would like involve quite a lot of those like a percentage of those tops. I'm like, shit, where do I turn the tops off everywhere oh. else to get that? Uh, uh, which is, I just, I just laugh. That's, that's one of the things that I have chatted with Connor about, I've chatted with different people about. I, I'm like, fuck, like, I hate saying this, but I, I do think that's a case of the right person. Like, not the right person, but maybe just the, the, whenever you're ready to turn the top. Like, if, 
if she's really good looking, you'll turn the t- you'll turn you'll start turning the t- you'll start t- you'll start t- you'll start turning you'll start turning down the tabs. Do you know what I mean? Like whatever it feels. If it, yeah, if it feels an, right, there's definitely a fucking erection joke in there somewhere. <laughs> there's, there's definitely a stage so where you'll turn around and you'll be like. I'm going to have to turn down the taps because always that one's going to get away, blah, blah, blah. So I know what you mean. It's a case of if it doesn't feel like you want to turn them off, then don't turn them off because they, that you haven't got enough. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I think that was one of the things. And I think me and you had chatted about it the other day that like I spend an ungodly amount of time uh, on the business and probably like if, if I spent 90, if I spent 60% of the time in the business, it would probably elicit 90% of the results, but I'm busting the balls for the last sort of 40% just to get that last little 10% of an improvement. But that's one of the things I'm sort of like, yeah, like depending on what you're prioritizing. So if I wanted in sort of like 10 years to like have a wife and a litter of sprogs run about and all that there, carry on. But like, <laughs> you, you would want, I was like, fuck, well, I would like to have the option for the business to be functioning relatively autonomously that, it doesn't require me 60, 70 hours a week. That's it's just one of those yes. things. I'm like, like the time frames are relevant, yeah. but that's that's what I'd sort of say to you. Like, I want to try and get the business running that it doesn't require 60, 70 hours a week for me to run it. Like, maybe it only requires 40, which for me is fucking, I'd be laughing if it requires yeah. 40. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's like me and you were talking about, like, talking about end game, sort of like, and the reason why you're doing it is like, there's an overland vision of what you want your your life to go like in the like it's like I was saying to you like I'm putting money in the property because I want to earn passive income sort of similar to the way you're saying dial back hours and then in 10 15 years you're making a solid wage and you're doing 15 hours it's almost like you're getting that time back do you know what I mean like they all the time yeah. you put into next well hopefully you never know me and you'll still be working 60 hour weeks and we'll still be talking <laughs> green uh, it's sort of like, like paying, I, paying now in the in the short run for like success in the long does that make sense yeah, I, that's that's massive. I fucking love that there. Like, and I think uh, we've we've chatted about it before. But I and I actually put it up on my Instagram the other day. But it's it's a strange. It's that it's that discipline thing or discipline or delaying gratification that the things that cause you pain in the short term tend to come good for you in the long term, and the things that cause short term pleasure tend to cause pain in the long term. And it's like that. Like if you are like the example is training and it's like right, the easy option is fuck training, I'm gonna go get like a dominoes and fire loads of fucking shade in them and I'm gonna keep doing that. Like that can give you some form of pleasure in the short term while you get them all those feeds and you get to not have to go to the gym. But if you keep doing that, you're gonna end up in a place where you're overweight, maybe you're uncomfortable in your body or whatever it is. So there's a long term pain associated with you indulging in that pleasure, whereas yeah, maybe you bust your balls in the gym. Like anyone, I sort of chat with people and I'm like I don't enjoy the gym I enjoy having been to the gym like yes. <laughs> I enjoy the feeling after enjoy the like yeah that's in the bank or I feel good I know I'm taking a step in the right direction I don't enjoy sitting like like for those that don't know Tony is my fucking coach and he's programmed eight sets of fucking tempo bicep curls and it's absolute hell it's awful like it's you're just like, like you sort of say yeah like I'm looking to grow my arms and Tony's like right okay and I'm like this is Come for real, eight sets and bicep curls, and you're doing it. I'm like, I put up in the story the other day. Like, yeah, everyone wants to grow their arms, nobody wants to do eight sets of bicep curls. No. And it was just, it's so, it's so true. It's like, right, well, like, you're on your quite good. I always think that uh, I've, I've been, oh, maybe four months, like, close to just over four months, I've been yeah, like working not. with you. Like, and uh, I think that's one of the things that you we had sort of said at the start. We would say, right, well, why do you think you're getting better results, or why do you think? 
that you like you you have a good record as a coach and you had sort of said like maybe it's a collection of a hundred things done well and i think i don't know if you said or if i said it, yeah that it's stuck with me it's that thing of you expect a higher standard than i expect of myself and that holding you to that higher standard forces me to take a bit of a step up like if i want something i've never had i'm gonna to have to do something i've never done yeah, absolutely. It's like the same reason that I pay Phil for like mentoring or even whenever me and you have like Zoom calls and we talk about business is because you're forcing me to take a step out of business and then like you're forcing that accountability, you're forcing that next level, that next step because like as we were saying about the marginal gain things, it's just if you get 5% better every couple of months, like that is going to add up and change your person and like for people listening to this that don't, like there is certain people that are like really content with the are but you attract better things in your life whenever you're a better version of yourself. I don't care what people say, whether it's a better partner or whether it's more opportunities, whether it's better family connection, I think you just get more from it. And I love that idea of like short-term pain is better for the long-term and then like vice versa. I do actually really get that. I don't probably talk about that enough, but in case of, it does make sense. I would say I'm actually definitely too focused on the opposite, like long, like short-term pain, long-term that there's just loads of pain probably is what, I, what I'm <laughs> yeah. Like it's it's hard to call. Like a, it's such a strange like concept to talk about because this is just something you just wouldn't sit like and have a normal chat about. It, se- it seems like we went down the rabbit hole like pain and like entrepreneur, but a case of like that definitely applies to everybody. Like everybody, like uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, hundred percent. I think it's I think it's the same for everyone. I think fitness, like fitness or improving your health, is just the easy like the great equalizer. That generally speaking, the people that are listening to this podcast are listening to it because they've followed you. Uh, maybe they follow Mickey like, and they're generally in that sphere of yeah. trying to train, trying to get a little bit better. So the people that are listening to this podcast will generally be people who will relate to that message in some way, whether they're like in a, in a business or whether they've got like a solid job. It's like completely irrelevant. That like the principles stay the same. I yes. think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, yeah, I always like love that sort of concept of like principles and just uh, that the John Wooden book, which is the one that I had recommended you got uh, for um, Tony's holding it up for the listeners. It's like, I for the lesson I'm saying. So John Wooden was, a, was the UCLA basketball coach in like the 60s and 70s and voted the most successful coach of all time. Like, but his stuff is all just very principle stuff. It's, like all of his like athletes like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and different people went on to like, achieve a lot in sport and business in their life, and it was most of them were like brought back to the things that he had taught. And he's a basketball teacher, basketball coach in the sixties and seventies. Won ten out of twelve national championships, ten national championships in twelve years. But I think what you'll notice in the thing is it's all very simple stuff. It's like success is the peace of mind that comes as, or the self satisfaction knowing you did everything you could. To become all you're capable of becoming, or simple stuff like build a shelter against a rainy day, like whether that's financially or whether that's like reading and like sort of trying to develop yourself so that when like an opportunity comes up, that you're in a position to take advantage of it. Uh, I don't know what your what your thoughts on that there. That's a wee bit of a rabbit hole too. I just fucking love that book. No, I I think that's good. Like, it's one book that I haven't read yet. Like I, as soon as you told me to order, like I literally goes to him. I literally goes to Conliff. Look. Give us a book recommendation and he was like look what topic and i just goes what's the best thing you've read and he was like probably this and i was like fuck that's like if somebody goes to me what's the best thing i've read i really struggled but it was almost not like certain but this is something that like I, i'm even opening it up now i haven't actually opened it i literally had a flick through it there while i was talking because i was like fuck i need to get something here to talk about i've no, <laughs> no clue what this man is but a case of like like the, the pages aren't like 
like real bulky or anything. They're actually really short. Like you would get through this book in a day or two, like, but a case of Oh, easy. It's it it's it as you said, it's very principled and it looks very straightforward. You know like you read some books and you're like, right, it's page seventy now and this point is repeating for the third time. It's a case of it gets very repetitive. That seems like it almost he changes like train of thought. You could almost put it down daily and pick up on a new page and start something, Joe. Like you almost need yeah. to not meditate on it, but Joe you know, like process it. Yeah, like the I always think that there's books that it's like uh the like the perfect day formula or there's different books that have take a concept and like after three chapters you're like, right, okay, I get it. Like I know what you're saying. Yes. You just it's just different stories repeated in different ways. And I also people like, don't be afraid that like because I started listening to audiobooks because I'm I'm convinced of ADHD, like because I cannot sit still over too long. Yeah. And I kinda there's some books that just go better with a book in your hand. And there's so many, I was, was stubborn and wasn't willing to set about down, even though I knew, right, okay, I get the message. It's like, I'll have to say I've read it. It's like, fuck it, throw it down, pick up something that's interesting. I'll read like four or five books at one time. I don't, I'm not drawn, I was like, I want to extract whatever I need out of it. I'm not, that book's so easily digestible. I think people always think of reading, I need to get into reading. It's like, you don't need to get reading to reading. Like, fine, like, read Naval Ravikant, the, what I call it, he's like a angel investor on Twitter and uh, Uber and loads of, like, companies. He put up a tweet storm. Uh, I can't remember what the name of it, but one of the tweets was, read what you love until you love to read. It's like, yeah. I mean, that's just so, that's just so simple. It's just, like, pick up shit that actually interests you. And that's why when you got, when you asked me, what book will I read? It's like, fucking, well, what do you want? Like, what, what, yeah. what are you trying to do? And then that'll impact what I'll tell you, because if I tell you to read, this mad business book that I find really valuable right now. That's yeah, just lovely. because at that moment I needed that book. That's not yes. the thing that you're it's gonna grab you like. That's that's why sometimes when you read a book, you get like an aha moment. So like a, oh that's it. Yeah. Like that that's because you picked up the right book. And I think if you're if you're losing like interest in a book, that's a sign that you should put that fucker down and not waste any time on it. Like a case of means somebody else could recommend it. Like for example, is it twelve rules for life, Jordan Peterson or something? Yeah, yeah. I read three chapters of that and then put it down and then went back to it like a year and a half later. Just it wasn't the right time for me to read that. Like I was getting not no. I just felt like I was reading it because I keep getting recommended it. And I think that's almost the worst thing you can do because as you said, they're like not medicine, but they're almost a case of there are solutions to problem. But the problem you have right right now, that book it could be in a year, it could have been back a year. It's a case of that person's wrote that for solving a problem, really. So the thing is, you're trying to maybe put a plaster or a bullet wound and you need something to really fucking plug the fucker instead of something simple. So, no, I think that's good. That wooden book seems like it's got something for everybody, though. I know that sounds a bit fucking odd after saying that, but it, it is something that... I'll even put up a picture. If anybody wants to message me, I can always throw it in my story or vice versa. And it's it's plain and simple. But, uh, no, I, I do... As much as that's a rabbit hole, I think that is really important to go over because, like... Not that you have to read, like there's Audible, there's even journals, or even see just having a conversation like with somebody that's tuned in, you'll get just as much from a book, especially like, for example, me and Colin, like we're saying this, like you, you actually really do need somebody who challenges your thoughts, like challenges your sort of actions, or you might find you really will struggle to do this and find somebody. I used to really struggle, like, I oh, near went there, Jesus, I had it ahead, but but a case of having somebody that goes like well, why are you doing that? Is that you or is that that person? It's like, you know, if like I would get like the old person who comes to me and go, look, I'm having a fight with my with my partner. Or I'm having a fight with like my mother. or my. And the first thing I say is like, it, although it matters who's right, I get, an in, I get usually like an inclination of the situation. And then sometimes I'd be like, that person's actually trying to do you a solid there. Like, like something simple, do you know what I mean? And you're like, you're getting emotional rather than thinking logical. And the thing is, I'm challenging you about that and making you go like, you're just responding to that rather than taking that in. And I think whenever you get somebody that's actually going like, you, 
you need to take this the fuck in and actually wise up. Then it sort of makes you go. It's like whatever I remember whenever I joined uh, Phil's group at the start, like I asked a question and he laughed at the question and goes, I'm not answering that, that's stupid. And just walked away. And I literally just paid this man a fortune and I was like, sweet mother fuck. I was like, I didn't even get an answer, <laughs> but the answer was in the laugh. And like, it was that like, sort of like, right, fuck, there's a room of like 30 of us here. And he just literally like laughed me out. So I was like, right, well, that, that's obviously a bad, that's, I shouldn't have asked that. Do you know what I sort of like, right, that made me take action because it challenged my thinking. Because I think if he had been like, oh, maybe, maybe this, maybe that, like, just like being straight to the point and being sure of it and going like, what, you, what about this? What about that? Do you know, it sort of drives that change in a person. I think that's where a lot of people struggle with. It's just something different. It's like almost making sure your environment's the right for you. Do you know And I think that you do struggle with that. Yeah, like I surround people with like the, that have your best interests at heart and or like it's somebody... Tough. Somebody who genuinely has your best interests at heart will call you out your bullshit. Like, like there's a reason you're yeah. there's a reason your family are fucking ruthless with you. Like, you don't get like you're humbled <laughs> by your family because yeah. anything that'll happen. Like, if my man hears this here, she'll be like, "Jesus, you talk some shit." With yeah. that like that's <laughs> that's that's the response in me. Or like, uh, like if someone says that, like my man, like ah. Oh, here, like, oh, Colin's getting on well, man. He's still, he didn't fucking tidy his room or something. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Something like that there. It's just, like, hold you back to, like, realistically, like, you're still, like, you're, you're still just fucking doing, doing what you're doing and your family and your close friends have, will always call you bullshit. Like, there's actually something related to what you were saying there about, like, having a conversation with people. It's like, had a conversation with Connor and a few other people about this. Very few people genuinely, like when they see each other, actually have a fucking conversation. Like it's small talk. It's like, oh, well, what, what do we work? How's this going? I, I can't fucking do small talk. I get awkward. I'm like, I'm like, well, what are you doing? And they're like, oh, right. And I'm like, oh, like, do you like it? And I look at me as if I have six heads. I'm like, yeah, I mean, what the fuck do you mean? I'm like, it. it's work. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, but like, like, I'm trying to get a wee bit deeper. I'm trying to be like, right, fucking let's talk about shit that interests you. Like, what's going on and they look at you like why are you not asking me about fucking something was on netflix last night yes like no i completely agree it's like whenever people talk about like you'll notice there's two types of people who like talking about like relation not even two types but there's just people who like can openly talk about like sex talk about their sex life talk about relationships like not everybody can openly open up about that but a case of or their passions it's a case of i'm not bringing that up because i'm a nosy cunt if i'm talking about relationships with you it's because if the relationship's going well happy days if there's an issue in it See, just chatting openly about it and me challenging, like, are you actually thinking straight or this or that? It, it just actually does make you level up slightly. And I do agree with that. Joe, what's funny about the, the down to earth thing with your family? I remember when I done the push for the competitions. Like, loads of people won't know this, but I still drive my dad's car. Like, uh, that, yes, that's how I broke I am. But a case of, uh, I still drive my dad's car. And whenever I done the competition, and I think I hit like 10K, like, I was a like, holy fuck, you know, my mum and all was like, that's fucking unreal. And my dad goes, yeah, that's fucking unreal. Here, uh, do you think now that you got that, you could go out and wash the car? What the fuck's the crack with that? And I was like, what? <laughs> it's like, it was like 10 o'clock at night. And he was like, that hasn't been washed in three weeks. Joe was in like, shut the fuck up about this. This is a real issue. And it was just, that there just reminded me of it so straight. Because it, it, it does remind me of like a downfall that I had. Like I said, I'd get the car washed three weeks ago and I've left it completely in that bargain. But a case of, uh, <laughs> it, it is that sort of, Joe, like it, there is, I think with family especially, it's nice because it's, you don't look at it like that, but if you get somebody outside your circle that comes in, you really do get, get massive benefit from that. Like it's just completely different. And I think trying to find people like that is, is tough. And as you said, like if you're doing it with the wrong people, you will get that nudge. And slowly as you do it, the more and more people will come in to your life with that sort of, do you know what I mean? Like over the last year, I've got more and more and more. And it just seems all I have is like deep conversations now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's fucking, and it's it's actually genuinely enjoyable to have a deep conversation because you actually, 
like people that you just are passing and you maybe would have had a bit of small talk with, you actually get chatting to them about something and they tell you shit like, you're like, holy shit, like that's, like I got an insight into that person's life, like there and then, even though that, even though I don't really know them that well, I feel like I know them better than I know some people that are really fucking like close with because it yeah. actually devolves that. Uh, like I think one thing that I struggled with initially, because uh, I was pure dumb luck that me and Connor like actually ended up living together by dumb fluke. There was six lads, one dropped, one dropped out. We we're supposed to get two houses of like three. One dropped out, so like three of the lads got sorted, and it was like me and Connor left, and I didn't really know Connor. That's just Connor and Ian, like a uh, shop performance, and uh, I was like, "Fuck, great, right, okay, this is a bit weird, like going and live and uh, this boy that like I don't really know, like he's in a similar friend group, but like all the boys they knocked about, we were all from like Fort Hill, Neary, South Armagh, all that sort of direction. I'm from like just uh, just outside Lurgan, so I was like, I don't really know this fella. It was complete dumb luck, and it was the best thing, one of the best things ever happened. Like for me and Connor, make every Wednesday to shoot shit, like just we call the kind of league club, but we just that little act of sitting, chatting, challenging each other, like anytime, like. Anytime something happens, like we'll call each other, each other out. That's the sort of the un- unspoken thing is. Listen, we're here to call each other out on stuff. So when you say, "Oh fuck," like I, I'm cracking up because this didn't happen, uh, or I, like I didn't get the time to do this, and Connor like, "No, no, 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 you just didn't make time to do that." Yeah. And like, oh fuck yeah, right enough. It's just that <laughs> catching you, like, like, <laughs> how, how, like, fuck. Like, how have you found? I think this is one thing I'm interested in because I've said somebody said to some of this here that doesn't have most people around them. Like, what ways have you found useful to reach out to, like, to, to surround yourself? Or do you find that you, oh. do you have things? Or is it just generally people have reached out towards you because of the shit you're putting out? Or what way have you yeah. found it? I think it's because I generally put that out. Like, for example, if you keep up putting up, like, self-development books, you're going to get other people who like them, commenting and are writing to you, you know? And I think social media does help with that. But there's a hundred one ways to find that. Like, if you're looking at people like that, you will just naturally gravitate towards them. And then eventually that's how you shoot the shit. Do you know what I mean? Like it's a case of you slowly bump, either bump into them or simple as like, this sounds pure basic, but, or you pay them. Like that's the reason why I'm paying a mentor. That's the reason why people pay me for coaching. It's so that you start off and then you slowly build from that. Do you know what I mean? And I do feel that you have to try and offer some value yourself. Cause if it's all a one way system, people like that will tend to switch off. Like if it's all give, 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 that person's going to be like, well, I'm actually not getting a fair exchange here. And that's what, like, not friendship, but a case of, like, I think that's that's why, like, whenever you brought up the friend thing there, I think that's something that I've really struggled with over the last couple of years, not making friends. I don't want to, I don't want, like, Facebook requests and all that before people start being like, oh, this is a cry out. If, if, if you want a friend, please uh, ring 0800. Tony needs a friend. <laughs> I know, like, seriously. But a case of what that truly means joe like a case of it's different whenever you're young and you're farting about and you're texting and all that shit but a case of whenever like as that person really got your back like if shit hits the fan are they in like are they really there to help you or they sort of case of and i always say this like it's a case of i i'm really really close with loads of different coaches and i just know that if i ever was stuck for money like say i was really busted with coaching and i turn around to any of the other coaches and goes i'm broke like i need to pay my mortgage this month would they be willing to send me a couple of plants to cover me? Do you know the next leads that come in there? And I always know like the people who would. Do you know, like I just know it. Yeah. And I'm like, that's character. That's something like where I would do that for them. And I always like, if you're not going to do that for other people, you can't expect it back. But a case of I will pulse like I've done that before for coaches and stuff where I've been like, look, fuck this part. Like I've just been like, he's a good coach, something's came up, he needs money. And I'm like, look, that's a really good recommendation. That person will do the job. I'm not blindsiding anybody, but a case of it's a case of have they really got your best interest at heart? And I think a lot of people don't like these people like you're maybe in friends and school with that are just sort of have came into your life by ch- like chance almost, but not really looking out for you. They're looking out for themselves. It's like these people who 
plague you to go on nights out or the plague of that yes they're trying to make, maybe make think like fuck you're just recently single maybe it is a good idea but in case of if they're not thinking about what you really want do you know what i mean like i have some mates that like i have like for example we shane crummy like and we could not talk for six months but if i messaged him going mate something's came up can i get a phone like boom they're in a heartbeat that's a friend do you know what i mean and i think it's a case of yeah no one who's who's really there for you and who's not got your back is a case of that obviously takes trial and error but sometimes you have to audit that and i think the more you audit that the more time you take away from somebody and then you can give it to somebody else whenever they're ready to come in because there's been stages where i've been too busy to not too busy i don't like that but a case of where i've been very very hectic and then i've been like that person's not adding to my life they're actually probably taken away so i need to remove them and create room for somebody else to come in yeah, I think everyone has that internal mechanism to measure reciprocity. Like, nobody, everyone knows the relationship where they're giving way more than they're receiving. Everyone knows that. Like, it's a cult feeling, and you can't, like, put your finger on it. But, like, when you have that, like, pay attention to it. And it might be, like, you might have a long relationship with them, but and it's not maybe not just throw the baby out with the bathwater and say, like, yeah, fuck you, I'm not doing it anymore. But you, you, you at least need to have the conversation and be like, listen here, like, this is all one way. Like, this is all, it's all, it's all me, like, giving to you. It's all about you, like, I'm not saying I don't need you to fucking like hold me at night and tell me everything's gonna be okay. Like, but in yeah. like, some form of reaching out on the other side. I had a conversation with a friend about that, uh, like the, in the last few weeks as well. And about like, and, like they, they had a close friend, and they were like, just to feel like it's it's all going one way. And I was like, well then, like you ought to like you've two options. You can let it go the way it's going. You can build resentment, and like you might yeah. think you're being grand and being nice, but it's going to impact it. Like if you're generally feeling that way. You're going to be resentful as time goes on, and it's going to re- result in like a catastrophic break of some description. Have the uncomfortable conversation now. It's the exact same thing. It's a short-term pain, but it'll address, yes. and it'll fucking come back, and it'll come back good in the long term because it mightn't be a, an uncomfortable conversation, but like there's a thing I remember reading on somewhere else. I think you can judge the quality of your life by how many uncomfortable conversations you've had. Yeah, like, you need to be willing to have those. Yeah, no, I think, I, literally, you know, you're like, you wouldn't have seen this, but like, I was literally shaking my finger going, oh, this is exactly like the short-term pain for like a long-term reward. Because I think that's the same with relationships. Like, do you ever notice, like, I would have like, I would get people talking to me all the time about relationships, don't have a clue why, because I don't know my <laughs> But a case of, uh, you, you, whenever you think about it, like, you, you tend in relationships, sweep small things under the carpet, right? And you don't communicate clearly with them. You're just like, right, let's sweep this under. Let's sweep this under. And that's actually worse because what that does is it builds a big molehill. And this is where like small friction burns out. Whereas if you have the awkward conversations, the ones that are needed to have, but people can almost sweep under, it stops everything turning into like resentment. It, it's like the hard conversation now, but it pays off in the long run because it builds the relationship better. Whereas if you sweep everything, then all of a sudden it builds all this small resentment. It builds all the small things into like molehills. And I think that is something that I definitely struggle with myself at times. I think everybody does, but it's something that definitely would affect. Like, and you'll notice it in like older couples that are married long time. They have no problem just calling over it and just being like, what the fuck's yeah. this? So, and I think that's because you learn that over time because if you don't call them out, you end up cracking up over something small and then you're actually in the wrong. And I think a lot of people will click with that with relationships. It's a case of, you're always learning as you go. And trust me, I don't have a baldies myself. And I'm, I'm sure Conliff can lean in here because he's like Dr. Love. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I don't think I'm, it's, it's not a topic I'm uh, qualified to, to discuss. Uh, oh, thanks. Yeah, because I have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hillary shaking her head going, what shit is that man talking? <laughs> no. Uh, uh, well, I suppose one thing, like what you were saying is bang on, I think, like, because... I would, you'd said Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life book earlier, like, he has quite a lot of stuff on relationships that I've listened to, and then him listening, I'm like, Jesus, that's, 
it makes so much sense. And it's his sort of thing is like, okay, there's a thing, something that your partner does that fucks you off, and you're being, oh, you're you're not going to say it because you're a nice person and you don't want an argument. It's like, yeah. He's like, no, no, you're not. You're going to sit there. Like, he mightn't acknowledge it, but that's going to bubble inside you until you do something that's unrelated. And they're just, you just go like, oh, like, fuck your aching. Like, it's, yeah, it's going to yeah. come out in some some way. So, like, he you're has better. a thing of, like, it's, just, it's that, it's the sooner you can address that, which is uncomfortable. And it's like, right, fuck it. Like, you've had a long day. You don't want to fucking say, like, I hate his, one of his things is, like, your life is made up of all of the small things you do. So, like, if you don't like, the way that like you, your partner greets you when you come in from work like maybe that's 10 minutes like maybe that's 10 minutes a day but like that's 70 minutes a week or that's like fucking, yeah i don't know how do the fucking hours like do the hours <laughs> like so that's that's like, like 60 60 hours a year so like one and a half work weeks of something your partner does that fucks you off and it's just be like it could be a matter of they just they're sitting watching tv and they don't know that's something that you like they just don't really all right whereas like I would like someone to be like, oh, fuck, I've been working for eight hours. Like, do you want acknowledgement when I come in? That one conversation, like 60 hours a year for the next maybe 20, 30, 40 years, whatever it yeah, is. I think it's like, uh, that's the benefit from having those echoing conversations. I think as well, like a lot of people be like, fuck, that's just starting something out of nothing. But it's not. It's, 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 sorting, it's sorting out the issue that you're feeling. The other person has to take that into account. What annoys you might not seem even like a big deal to them. And I think a case of like what's, what does work really well, and I, like, like I've got this off other people as well, like D Martini and all. It's case of having a weekly or a monthly sort of like sit down. Usually it's better weekly, even if it's over text or whatever, if you're not seeing you. But just what has annoyed you by the other in like a safe place? If you can openly talk about that and go, look, you were late by 30 minutes. Like that actually really pissed me off. Then that's open. Instead of you just being like, oh, he's, you're always late. A case of like, that's disrespectful my time. And you're not taking a dig at that person. You're just going, I didn't like that. Can, like in other words, will you not do that again? And then that other person has to go work on that. But it works both ways because people think, fuck, it's all on me. But the thing is, maybe it is all on you. Do you know what I mean? You're not changing or vice versa. It's a case of you'll be able to go, well, look, yes, maybe I'm late for this. But a case of like, the, I needed X, Y, and Z done and I had to go do that. I'd go do shopping or whatever, for example. I'm just talking shit here. But a case of, Joe, it does make sense. And I think that sort of is a takeaway step if you're in a relationship and you're trying to make it work for the best of your ability. Having them awkward conversations almost like scheduled in to build will work and that is really really tough because i think that the killer of all friendships really is communication definitely like it's got to be that you, everything's just swept away and it's just a case of we'll not talk about it yeah i fucking listen i've, 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 I've done that i get buried in my own work and get buried in my own thing that i forget and it's the same thing as the tops that like I think somebody, it was, again, it's probably one of Jordan Peterson's thing. He was like, a relationship is literally, you're smashing, like you have two people's lives, and you're just smashing them together, and you're trying to feel like two <laughs> jigsaw pieces that don't fit, and you're just saying, like, you're just like, great, you have all this shit you want to do, and I have all this shit, and we've got, like, we're kind of similar in some ways, but we're fucking massively different, and you're just basically smashing them together and trying to make one thing, and he's like, at the start, yeah. there's going to be so much friction with that, like, you need to sh- suss that out. But if you do have those conversations gradually, it'll actually morph into like, oh, that relationship is its own thing. It's its own entity. Like, there's like the relationships that in my head that I'm like, oh, yeah, lemons are fucking like, they have, they are like, they're, because they're always like, admittedly, that I say, like, oh, listen, we're not perfect. We're like, we're sorting stuff out. I always think that's the, the hallmark of someone you're like, oh, they're probably going to fucking make it. Like, because they're having the conversations, they're, 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 spend, they're setting aside time to spend with each other and actually yeah. like not sitting beside each other on Netflix while they're on the phone beside each other. I think it's something that we all have done. 
where just like it's yeah. easy, you're fucked after a long day, you lay up, and you're just on the phone, and you're like, like when this like that, that's the thing that you should like, you know, you shouldn't be doing. But what you should be doing is just setting the phone down, like, oh well, how'd you get on today? And you don't want to do it because you're tired, you've had a long day, and you wish fucking they'd ask you. It's like yeah. oh, they wish, you wish they'd ask you, fucking ask them, like see, see how you get on. Yeah, like Tony and Tony and Thomas love chat. Uh, will be happening at eight PM on cool. <laughs> <laughs> anyone who wants to tune in uh, I know I've um, never met two well I don't know about you I've fucking I, the last that I can actually talk about this here if anyone fucking knows me knows that I'm talking about this <laughs> oh, I get the fuck out of I get the here oh, that's good though we'll uh Right, on that like sort of bombshell, what we'll do is we'll we'll call this one quits, right? Thank you very much for coming on. Uh, I appreciate all the, the likes, the shares, everything. And if you want to find Conliff on Inst- Instagram's really where you're mainly at, isn't it? Yeah, probably. So what is that? It's so, Con it's Conliff. You've uh, changed Con- it recently, haven't you? Fresh. Yeah, yeah. Put, put, put a, had to put involve the Kaizen. Uh, Conliff underscore Kaizen. K-A-I-Z-E-N. Uh, so, Conliff, actually, fuck Conliff. Who the fuck knows how to spell Conliff? Conliff, C-O-N-L-E-T-H. <laughs> underscore Jason. Uh, thanks, man. Forgive me there. No, no, Bob. But it's a case of if you have any love questions, just please DM. <laughs> that's that's what he really came on here for. But no way. Uh, thanks for all the likes, the shares. Make sure to hit Conliff up with a follow. You'll definitely get loads of value. He pumps it out in the stories, especially from the metal side. And yeah, just tune in next week. And Mickey won't be here hopefully again. Thank you. Bye.